Campfire Classics is a classic literature podcast. However, your hosts will occasionally use not-so-classy language and immature humor to describe very mature situations. As such, listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Ken Sandberg. Welcome to Tales from the Tub, a Campfire Classics subsidiary where we read you stories from a hot tub. Yeah, that tagline needs work. So, I recorded this episode a certain amount of time ago, um, because this week, which is the week that you know it as, uh, either Heather or I, or possibly both of us, are unable to record, uh, but I didn't want to leave you, dear, wonderful, faithful listener, completely out in the cold with no clue what's going on and nothing to listen to. So I decided to do uh, a few of these little stories, tales from the tub. Uh, basically I'm just going to read a little short story. There's not going to be a ton of interjecting. It's just kind of story time. Uh, so for our listeners who love hearing us read stories, but think we go a little overkill on the whole, um, bits and penis jokes stuff, this might be your favorite episode ever. And for those of you who are just here for the witty banter and silliness, um, Tune in next week. We'll probably be back to our regularly scheduled programming. In the meantime, the only other solo episode of this I've done, I read to you the first story from the Winnie the Pooh books, and uh, I just figured we'd keep that going. So I'll put a link in the episode description to that first episode if you want to hear background, fun facts, or just the story of how this all began. But other than that, I'm just going to get straight to reading you a Winnie the Pooh story. So let's fill this tub. In which Pooh goes visiting and gets into a tight place. By A.A. Milne. Edward Bear, known to his friends as Winnie the Pooh, or Pooh for short, was walking through the forest one day, humming proudly to himself. He had made up a little hum that very morning as he was doing his stoutness exercises in front of the glass. Tra-la-la, tra-la-la, as he stretched up as high as he could go. And then, tra-la-la, tra-la, help-la, as he tried to reach his toes. After breakfast, he had said it over and over to himself until he had learnt it off by heart, and now he was humming it right through properly. It went like this. Tra-la-la, 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 tra-la-la. Rum tum tiddle tum tiddle diddle tiddle diddle tiddle diddle tiddle diddle rum tum tiddle tum. Well, he was humming this to himself and walking along gaily, wondering what everybody else was doing and what it felt like being somebody else, when suddenly he came to a sandy bank, and in the bank was a large hole. 
Aha, said Pooh, rum-tum-tiddle-dum-tum. If I know anything about anything, that hole means rabbit, he said, and rabbit means company, he said, and company means food and listening to me humming and such like rum-tum-tiddle-dum. So he bent down and put his head into the hole and called out, Is anybody home? There was a sudden scuffling noise from inside the hole, and then silence. What I said was, Is anybody home? called out Pooh very loudly. No! said a voice, and then added, You needn't shout so loud. I heard you quite well the first time. Bother, said Pooh. Isn't there anybody here at all? Nobody. Winnie the Pooh took his head out of the hole and thought for a little, and he thought to himself, There must be somebody here, because somebody must have said nobody. So he put his head back in the hole and said, Hello, Rabbit. Isn't that you? No, said Rabbit in a different sort of voice this time. But isn't that Rabbit's voice? I don't think so, said Rabbit. It isn't meant to be. Oh, said Pooh. He took his head out of the hole and had another think and then put it back and said, Well, could you very kindly tell me where Rabbit is? He is gone to see his friend Pooh Bear, who is a great friend of his. But this is me, said Pooh, very much surprised. What sort of me? Pooh Bear, are you sure? said Rabbit, still more surprised. Qu quite. Quite sure, said Pooh. Oh, well, then, come in. So Pooh pushed and pushed and pushed his way through the hole and at last got in. You were quite right, said Rabbit, looking at him all over. It is you. <laughs> Glad to see you. Who did you think it was? Well, I wasn't sure. You know how it is in the forest. One can't have anybody coming to one's house. One has to be careful. What about a mouthful of something? Pooh always liked a little something at eleven o'clock in the morning, and he was very glad to see Rabbit getting out the plates and mugs. And when Rabbit said, Honey, or condensed milk with your bread, he was so excited that he said, Both. And then, so as to not seem greedy, he added, But don't bother about the bread, please. And for a long time after that, he said nothing, until at last, humming to himself in a rather sticky voice, he got up, shook Rabbit lovingly by the paw, and said he must be going on. Must you? said Rabbit politely. Well, said Pooh, I could stay a little longer if it, if you, and he tried very hard to look in the direction of the larder, as a matter of fact, said Rabbit, I was going out myself, directly. Oh, well then, I'll be going on. Goodbye. Well, goodbye, if you're sure you won't have any more. Is there any more? said Pooh quickly. Rabbit 
took the covers off the dishes and said, No, there wasn't. I thought not, said Pooh, nodding to himself. Well, goodbye. I must be going on. So he started to climb out of the hole. He pulled with his front paws and pushed with his back paws, and in a little while his nose was out in the open again, and then his ears, and then his front paws, and then his shoulders, and then... Oh, help, said Pooh. Uh, I'd better go back. Oh, bother, said Pooh. I shall have to go on. I can't do either, said Pooh. Oh, help and bother. Now, by this time, Rabbit wanted to go for a walk too, and finding the front door full, he went out by the back door and came round to Pooh and looked at him. Hello, are you stuck? he asked. No, said Pooh carelessly, just resting and thinking and humming to myself. Here, give us your paw. Pooh stretched out a paw, and Rabbit pulled and pulled and pulled. Ow, cried Pooh, you're hurting. The fact is, said Rabbit, you're stuck. It all comes, said Pooh, of not having front doors big enough. It all comes, said Rabbit sternly, of eating too much. I thought at the time, said Rabbit, only I didn't like to say anything, said Rabbit, that one of us was eating too much, said Rabbit, and I knew it wasn't me, he said. Well, well, I shall go and fetch Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin lived at the other end of the forest, and when he came back with Rabbit and saw the front half of Pooh, he said, silly old bear, in such a loving voice that everybody felt quite hopeful again. I, I was just beginning to think, said Bear, sniffing slightly, that Rabbit might never be able to use his front door again, and I, I should hate that, he said. So should I, said Rabbit. Use the front door again, said Christopher Robin. Of course he'll use the front door again. Good, said Rabbit. If we can't pull you out, Pooh, we might push you back. Rabbit scratched his whiskers thoughtfully and pointed out that when once Pooh was pushed back, he was back. And of course, nobody was more glad to see Pooh than he was. Still, there it was. Some lived in trees and some lived underground and... You mean I'd never get out? said Pooh. I mean, said Rabbit, that having got so far, it seems a pity to waste it. Christopher Robin nodded. Then there's only one thing to be done, he said. We shall have to wait for you to get thin again. How long does getting thin take? asked Pooh anxiously. About a week, I should think. But I can't stay here for a week. <laughs> you can stay here all right, silly old bear. It's getting you out which is so difficult. We'll read to you, said Rabbit cheerfully, and I hope it won't snow, he added. And I say, old fellow, you're taking up a good deal of room in my house. Do you mind if I use your back legs as a towel horse? Because, I mean, they are there doing nothing. It would be very convenient just to hang towels on them. 
A week, said Pooh gloomily. What about meals? Oh, I'm afraid no meals, said Christopher Robin, because of getting thin quicker. But we will read to you. Bear began to sigh, and then found he couldn't, because he was so tightly stuck. And a tear rolled down his eye, and he said, Then would you read a sustaining book such as would help and comfort a wedged bear in great tightness? So for a week, Robin read that sort of book at the north end of Pooh, and Rabbit hung his washing on the south end, and in between Bear himself getting slenderer and slenderer. And at the end of a week, Christopher Robin said, Now! So he took hold of Pooh's front paws, and Rabbit took hold of Christopher Robin, and all Rabbit's friends and relations took hold of Rabbit, and they all pulled together. And for a long time, Pooh only said, Oh, and oh, and then all of a sudden he said, just as if a cork were coming out of a bottle. And Christopher Robin and Rabbit and all Rabbit's friends and relations went head over heels backwards, and on top of them came Winnie the Pooh, free. So, with a nod of thanks to his friends, he went on with his walk through the forest, humming proudly to himself. But Christopher Robin looked at him lovingly and said to himself, Silly old bear. The End Hey, listeners. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode. I know it was short and quick and just basically me reading you a tiny little story about a bear with some body image issues. Um, first and foremost, please let me say, if you're trying to lose enough weight to get through a door, please don't just stop eating. That is not the healthy way to do it. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, great! I know it was short and easy to digest. If, on the other hand, you missed all the witty repartee and sexualized banter between me and my co-host Heather, uh, stay tuned. We'll be back to that. Usually, there was just a reason we couldn't this week. Email us at 5050artsproduction at gmail.com. Track us down on social media. Just look for Campfire Classics Podcast. We're pretty easy to find. And let us know how you're feeling, what you're thinking, and of course, if you have any stories you'd like us to read. That's all from me. So until next week, this has been Campfire Classics, where we try to read those books that look really good on your shelf. <laughs>